The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Sukkah has been dedicated by Celia and Isaac Jamal. Hashem Alehem Yehu Amen for the Hatzlecha of their dear children. May they see much nachat from all of them. May they all grow up and get married in the right time and have children healthily, happily with berachah vatzlacha. And may they see uh, descendants and descendants of their descendants. Ad bi'ad go'el sedek. Amen. The Masechet has also been dedicated Le'ilu Nishmat Sarah Bat Adel Ruach Hashem Tanihena Began Eden Amen Again by Celia and Isaac Jamal To school the Mitzvot Daf has been dedicated by Dr. and Mrs. Lily Maddeb In memory of Moshe Ben Rahel Man Ruach Hashem Today's daf is being studied the Ilun Shmat Avraham ben Esther. Today's daf is being studied the Ilun Shmat Hamiru Hemet Shinifterit Bikitsur Yamim Vishanim Mazal Bad Frida. We begin that today's daf has been generously sponsored by Mr. Isaac Shebar, uh, in honor of the rabbi, the Skelem Itzvot Yitzhak. May Be'ezat Hashem enjoy continued success. Aslahav Torah. Amen. The today we begin on Mem Dalit Amud Bet, and we start actually two lines from the bottom. Gemara says Mitzvat Lulav Ketzad. That was a quote from the Mishnah. The uh, Mishnah taught us that when Sukkot came out on Shabbat, the first day, the people would bring their lulavim to the Harabayit, to the temple on Friday, because they're not allowed to carry, and they would uh, give them to the uh, attendants of the Bet HaVikdash, and they would place them on its tabaot. Its tabaot are like the benches. And then the Gemara says the next day when they came, they uh, would... uh, Tossed them towards the people And it became a little violent situation Where people were shoving and pushing each other So the rabbis made a takana uh, On the first day when it comes out on Shabbat Let everybody shake their lulav at home So the Gemara says Tani There was a Tanaic statement Learned in front of Rav Nachman Sudrin al gag ha yeah, the text that was said in front of Rabbi Nachman was that they placed it on the roof of the Itztaba. Now the Itztaba were these benches that had like a canopy on top of it to protect the people from the rain. So this text is saying the Lulavim were placed on top of the, on the roof of these Itztabaot. So Amalis, Rabbi Nachman, when he heard this text, he said, are you drying them out? What are you putting them on the, uh, on the outside, on the top of the Itztabaot, in the sun? Then the contrary, a Lulav that's dry is Pasul. So why would they put it on the uh, on the gag? al gab only changed the text from gag to gav, meaning on the on the face of the itstaba, meaning on the benches themselves. Amar rehava, Amar biyuda. We have a statement from the Bahaman name of biyuda. Har the temple mount. Satyo kaful haya. Satyo is the benches. They had benches across the perimeter of Harabayit, of the Temple Mount. But it says, Sotyo Kaful. They were actually doubled. What does it mean? Sotyo Lifnim Masotyo. Which means you had one row of benches, and then again, a second perimeter of benches going uh, around. Okay? And that's the benches that we're talking about, that they would place the Lulavim on. Comes the Gemara, and Mishnah continues. Matnitin. Mitzvat Arava Ketzad. Now we discuss the mitzvah that was done in the Beit Hamikdash for seven days, called Mitzvat Arava Ketzad. What did they do? Makom Ayalemata Yerushalayim. There was a certain place uh, south of Yerushalayim, Vinikra Motza. It was called Motza. Okay, Yordin Lesham. They would go down to that place called Motza. Umlaketin Misham, and they would collect from over there. Murbiyot shel Araba. 
would be yot would be like uh, sticks of the arava or the stems of the arava. Uba'in v'zokfin otam b'sideh amizbayah. And they would bring it to Yerushalayim, to the Petah Mikdash, and they would stand them up next to the Mizbayah, Verashehen, and the heads of the Arava, Kefufin al Gabeha Mizbayah. They would droop over the top of the Mizbayah. So actually they were very long Arabot. So they would go from the bottom of the Mizbayah all the way up, and they would droop over uh, the top of the Mizbayah. Taku. And at the time that they were doing this ceremony, they would blow shofar. In order to make, to publicize the event. Now, uh, the Tosfot does point out, they would stand them up against the Mizbeah. That was after they circled the Mizbeah. Remember, we learned on a previous daft that there was an opinion that said, that the Arava was shaken and, you know, walked around the Mizbeah. So the Gemara, when the Mishnah tells you they placed it against the Mizbeah to stand it, that was only after they walked it around once. Every day they would circle the Mizbeah one time, and they would say, Right? Please God, save us. Haslihana. They would say, God give us success. The Biuda Omer, Anivahu Hoshihana. The Biuda says that the praise they would say was Anivahu Hoshihana. Now, what does this Anivahu Hoshihana mean? So that she explains to us that Anivahu Begematria Anna Hashim. If you take the words Anivahu, it equals Gematria 78. Altogether, which is the same numerical value as Anna Hashem. Now, why would they use those uh, words Anivahu specifically? So that she explains us a very important concept. The words Ani and Vahu are actually names from the seventy-two names of Akadosh Baruch Hu. That we draw from three pesukim that are in the beginning of parashat b'shalach. There's three consecutive pesukim in parashat b'shalach. One pasuk is vayisa. Uh, starts with the word vayisa. The second pasuk starts with the word vayavo, and the third pasuk starts with the word vayit. The common denominator in these three Pesukim is they all have 72 letters. Okay, each one of these Pesukim has 72 letters. And it's from these three Pesukim that we draw out different names of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. How? Ushloshtan b'nei shiv'im ushtayim otiyot. Right? Three of the Pesukim have 72 letters. Umehen shema meforash. And the explicit name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is drawn from these three Pesukim. How? You take the first letter of the first pasuk. This case would be the vav, right? Uh, and you take the last letter of the middle pasuk. And then the first letter of the third pasuk. And you continue. So you always going. First letter of the first pasuk, consecutive, right? Then you take the last letter of the last pasuk and keep on going backwards, and you go the first letter of the third pasuk going forwards. And you just take three, 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 and you form different names. Then she gives you an example. Now, the first name would be Vahu. How is it Vahu? Well, you have the Vav of Vayisa, that she says, He. The last word of the second pasuk is Laila. Halayla. That means the last letter of the middle pasuk is here. So that's the here. And then Vav de Vayit. And then you have the Vav of the third pasuk. So that's how you spell Vahu. So when it says Ani Vahu, Vahu is actually one of the Shemot of the Shemot of Ephorash. Now, Veshema Shloshim Vesheva. Now the 37th configuration is Ani. Now, Aleph de me'acharehim in the first pasuk, the Aleph of the word acharehim, v'nun rishon 
the Anan, the first nun of the word Anan, going backwards in the Pasuk, the 37th consecutive letter backwards, the Hashbon Shemafraya, the Yud de Ruach Kadim. And the letter Yud of the Pasuk, Ruach Kadim, Kadim has a Yud. So that spells Ani. So therefore, that she's telling you these words, uh, very holy names of a Kadosh Baruch Hu. Ani Vahu Hoshiana. Now, why would we choose specifically those names uh, when it comes to uh, praising Borei Olam? So the Tosafot over here gives us an illusion. Tosafot says in the Dibura Metkir Aniva, he brings down what Ashi said, but he says at the end of the Tosafot, "Vaadayin Sarich Ta'am Lazer." We still really need reason for this. Lama Nishtanu Shene Shemot Halalu. Why pick these names more than others? I mean, it still begs uh, an interpretation. So he says, The Pasuk that's written, when Yehazkel says, uh, Where the Pasuk refers to Olam, that he says that God himself considers himself in the exile with the Jews. And therefore the word Ani is a simple word that shows God commiserates with the problems of Kla Yisrael. Like the Pasuk says in another place, Like God says, I am with them in their, uh, in their grief, so it's in their suffering. And therefore it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a shame that's used to show the closeness that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has with Kla Yisrael during all their travails. And the similar pasuk says in Yirmiyah, When the Prophet Yirmiyah was tied up in chains, when they were trying to torture Yirmiyah, the pasuk says, So that she says, I mean, When Yirmiyah was suffering, it's Kavyachul considered as if Bore Alam himself was tied up in chains. He felt the pain of Yirmiyah. Vehu Asur. Vehu is God. So therefore, Ani Vahu. Which means the God that is said about him that I am with them in the Gola. And Vahu that is said that he feels their pain. Which means we're saying he should, so to speak, redeem himself. Because Bore Alam is in, uh, uh, is in uh, suffering, when Christ is in suffering, and therefore, Anibao Shi'ana, meaning himself should be redeemed from the agony that he suffers, from our pain itself. Comes the Mishnah continues, on that day, now Toyom, as she explains, meaning the seventh day of Sukkot, Makifim etamizbeyah, Sheva Pe'amim. So they would uh, circle the Mizbeach seven times. Bish'at Petiratan. Now when they would leave the Mizbeach, that's a question, it's just referring to every day when they would leave the Mizbeach, or on the last day. Ma'in Omrim, what would they say? Yofi Lecha Mizbeach, Yofi Lecha Mizbeach. The beauty is to you, Mizbeach. The beauty is to you, Mizbeach. They would praise the Mizbeach. To God and to uh, you the Mizbayah, to God and to you the Mizbayah. They were going to praise simultaneously to God and the Mizbayah. The same method that they would do the Mizbayah of Arabah during the week. Similarly, the Mizbayah was done on Shabbat. The only difference was, You weren't able to pluck the Aravot on Shabbat. That's Asur. So you have to pluck them from Eirev Shabbat. And they would store them in golden vases of water. So they don't wilt. The Arabot, they leave them out of water, they're going to wilt. They couldn't get them fresh on the, the Shabbat itself. So they would store them in these golden vases. Now the Gemara says, Mishnah says, Rabbi Yohanan ibn Omer, Hariyot shel dekel hayu mevi'in. Yohanan has a whole different opinion over here. He says that they used to bring 
Chariyot Shel Dekel. That's the palm, palm trees, palm branches. Now a Chariyot is different than a Lulav. The Lulav is still when the, it's closed. Like our Lulavim, when the uh, tree is closed. Chariyot is when they open up. So they, like a regular tree, the leaves start to split. So he says the custom was that they would bring these Hariyot Shel Dekel, these uh, palm branches, Vehovtim Otam Bekarka, and they would take them and they would hit them on the side of the uh, now on that day was called the day of of the taking of the Hariyot and hitting them on the side of the Mizbeah now the Tosafot later is going to explain to us was this uh, besides the Mizbeah of Arabah or did he say that there was no Mizbeah of Arabah it was Mizbeah of Hibut, uh, uh, Hariyot, we'll see exactly where the Yohanan stands regarding the Mitzvah of Arabah. That's the Gemara. Now, right after the holiday was over on the seventh day, Miyad, Tinokot Shomtim Itlu Leben, from the hands, actually we read it like this, Miyad Tinokot, from the hands of the children, Shomtim Itlu Leben, the adults would grab the Lulavim away from the children, and they would eat the etrogim of the children as well. Now, that she says, They would grab the lulavim out of their hands. They said, they're stealing over here. It's not their etrogim. So that she says, there's no problem of thievery over here or uh, disturbing the peace. That was the custom which means it's almost as if this was an accepted practice. The kids gave it willingly. Therefore, there was no uh, there was no uh, no isur. Now, if you see the Tosafot over here, Tosafot says miyad tinokot shumtim lulavim. Tosafot miyad lulabea tinokot shumtim agedolim miyadam. Right, the Gedolim would take the Lulavim uh, from the hands of the Tinokot. Ve'ochlim etrogehen shel Tinokot. Ve'en bedavar gezel ve'lo mishum derkesh shalom. Ela shikach nagu mahmatzim hakach b'rosh bekuteras. Ve'yesh l'mod mikan. So Tosfot learns the halakha from this. Le'otam bachorim. These young guys. Shelochvim basusim. They would go horse riding. Le'krat hatan. They would greet the hatan on horses. Ve'nilhamim ze'im ze'im. And they would like put on a, a show where they would uh, they would uh, not duel each other. They would fight with each other on the horses, battle each other on the horses in front of the hatam mikala v'kurein b'gdoshin havero. And they would rip each other's clothes or mikalkil lo suso. Or through the fighting, they would damage each other's horses. Sheen peturim. They're not liable for gezel. Sheken nagu mahmatz mahat hatan. That's the custom for mahat hatan, which means they're This is the uh, the practice, and just like by the case of Ludavim. There's no gezel, because that's already for mahat is the way they act. Ve'od, yesh lomar, temanitin lo ayri klal shiyahtefu ha-gedolim miyadam shetinokot. That was what is an alternate interpretation. No, 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 you read the Mishnah wrong. The Mishnah is not talking about where the adults would grab the Ludavim from the hands of the... Tinokot, Ela miyad kilomar lealtar. Meaning, miyad doesn't mean from the hands. Miyad means immediately. And you read the Mishnah like this. Miyad immediately, Hatinokot shumtim lulave atzman, mitoch araba, lefisha lulav aroch, vesohakin bo. Which means right after the holiday on the seventh day, they would undo their lulav, take out the araba. And they would start playing with their lulavim because it's long. So they would start playing around with their lulavim. The etrogen are you ochlim, and they would eat their etrogim. The ketani would eat the etrogim. The adults weren't taking anything, and therefore he learns that uh, he learns it like that, and he brings that ayah from the uh, Gemara. Okay, now comes the. Yamara. Tana. We have a Braita. Makom Klanya Hava. This place, Motza, where they got the Aravot to the Mitzvah, was a place 
of Klanya that she says it was a tax-free zone. Ben Horin min Masjil Melech. It's free zone. You didn't have to pay taxes over there. Vetana Didan. It's like Kolon. Klanya. Vetana Didan. My Ta'ama Kari Le so why did our Tanah call it Moza? If it's really, they would call it Kalanya. Aidi de Mefak Mecharga de Malka. Since you're exempt from the tax of the king, Kari le Moza. Moza also means exempt. So therefore, it was an exemption place. So therefore, they referred to it as Moza as well. In Bezokfin Besideh. They would go and they would uh, line it up against the Mizbeach and it would droop over the top of the Mizbeach. Tana. We have a statement. Rabot va'arukot ugbohot. Some have the text, instead of Rabot, the Ranchberg has the Girisar Rakot. They were soft. Had that seem pliable? Aravot, I'm sorry. Aravot. Arukot. Long ones, v'gebohot. And tall. Ahat asar amma. So the Arabot for this mitzvah were very tall, eleven amot long. Kedeh shiyu nochot ala mizbeach amma. So they would droop over the mizbeach and amma. So the overhang over the mizbeach was an amma. Okay, just a correction. The word in the Gemara is gohot, that they would uh, lean over the mizbeach and amma. So from the bottom of the Mizbeah where they stood, they went all the way up on top of the Mizbeah protruding one Ammah. So now the Gemara is going to analyze, if you're telling me the Aravot were 11 Ammot, where exactly did they stand in order to get to the top of the Mizbeah and be an Ammah above the Mizbeah? So the Gemara is not going to analyze. The Gemara says, Amar Morimor. Mishum Mor Zutra Shma'mina Ala Yesod Manah Lehu That must be the Aravot were placed on the Yesod Now we know on the base of the Mizbeah There was what was called the Yesod Which literally is a base And that base was actually uh, one Amma off the ground Okay, so they didn't place the Aravot on the ground itself, as you see in uh, your picture books. I'm looking at the picture number Dalit in this pedic. They show that the bottom of the Aravah was resting on the base of the Mizbeah. Now, just to speak it out, how it worked, and that she's going to tell us this, but we'll say it outside first. They would place the base on the ground. The base was 32 Amma by 32 Amma. It's a square, very big. Uh, 32 amma can be like, you know, uh, you know 40, 44 feet, uh, 60 feet by 60 feet. Very, very wide base. Okay, they would fill it up with tar and cement, however they would fill it up with. And now it's uh, complete, right? Now, on top of that, they would place what's called a soviv. Now, the soviv was 30 amma by 30 amma that was placed like a box over that area. It's narrower than the base itself, and it was five amma high. So now you had an amma protruding on each side. That amma that protruded was called the sovev. That's where the kohen would actually stand and walk around the mizbeach. So you have one amma of yesod, then you have five amma of sovev. Then above that, there was another, so to speak, box that was 28 amma by 28 amma, and uh, that was three amot high, okay? That was placed above that. That's between the sovev and the mizbeah. So, so far you have one amma base, five amma sovev, then you have three amma, so altogether that gets you to nine amma, okay? Now, in order to, to say that it's going to go above the Mizbeah and Amma, you have to have at least two Amma extra uh, in the height of the Arava for this to work. By placing it on the Yesod, so you gain an extra Amma. It's already elevated an Amma. Okay? So now, you also have to take into factoring that since the Mizbeah would uh, 
protrude outward, right? The, 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 you have the 32 Amah Yesod, and then it gets to 30, and then it gets to 28, so it would, uh, you know, get narrow out. So when you're leaning it against the Mizbeach, you're also losing some height towards the, as it's inclining inwardly. So therefore, for it to, for it to rest above the Mizbeach, an Amah, you have to start on the Yesod. Now by starting it on the Yesod, so it'll get you up to the Mizbeach with, um, well, uh, not nine, but eight. Eight and change. Because uh, you're not counting, you're starting in Amah off the ground. So to get you to the top of the Mizbeach, it's eight plus. Why eight plus? Because you need the plus for the... For the tilt, for the incline, okay? And then you have the additional uh, amount that you tell me that it went above the Mizbeah. So that's how it'll get you to uh, 11 amot. Because by having 11, you'll have the uh, extra, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, height in order to bring it above. And the Gemara will explain that to you now. Look at the Yamara. Amar Moremor, Meshum Morzutra, Shma'mina, Ale Yesod Manachleu. That it was placed on the Yesod. The Isal Kadadak Aar Amanachleu, if you listen that they placed it on the ground, Mechdi. Ale Ama, the Kanes Ama, Ala Ama, the Yesod, this is talking about, the Yesod, the Rosen Ama, the Kanes Ama, and then went in an Ama. Because when they place the next uh, level above it, like you see in the picture, it protrudes an ama out. Okay, zehu yesod, ala hamish. Then the next sovev rose five. The kanes ama, right? Also uh, went in an ama. Zehu sovev, ala shalosh. And then you have another three amot. Zeh makom akiranot. That was the place where the kiranot, the corners of the mizbeach, were placed on. Gohot al gabe amizbeya Which means if you can start it on the ground. So from the ground all the way up to the top of the Mizbayah, so you're gonna have uh, from the ground itself you have gonna have nine just to get to the top of the Mizbayah. Now you can have nine plus because the nine plus is uh, because of the the incline. So I'd say it's uh, uh, nine and a half or uh, what have you. And that's got to go above the Mizbeah by another Amah, as you see. Only Amah Umashu. Now it goes in Amah, the Yoredit Amah. Which means it goes an Amah up and then it droops down an Amah. So that drooping of the Amah is extra Amah there. So if you're going to have nine plus, you're going to be short. Eleven Amah. Not going to do it. But if you started an amount higher off the ground, so now I have two extra. Two is to give you go up above an amount and then come down an additional amount. That was on the yesod. Now let's read the Rashi together. That gives you the whole configuration of the Mizbaya. Very important Rashi. Start from Ala Amma. The Mizbeah rose in Amma from the ground. Minaaris Berohav Shiloshim Ushtaim Al Shiloshim Ushtaim. Shemitehila Heviyum Malbin. They brought like a uh, a mold, Miruba squared, Shiloshim Ushtaim Al Shiloshim Ushtaim. Voshivu Ala Aris. They placed it on the ground. Ka'in, he calls it Aishtira. Vegovho Amma. And a mahai. Umilu, seed, the kunya, the zefet, and then fill it up with uh, limestone, etc., uh, and the leaves. Nimsa, sha'ala'ama. It rises in ama. The hazru vebiu malet, and then we bring another mold up top of that. Shehush shiloshim ashloshim. This time it was only 30 by 30. The govoch hameshamot. Voshivu alzeh. And they would place it on it. Mashuch ama mikosad. Procuring an ama. On all sides, umilu seed the kunyavism they filled that up. Hare Shinikhnas Amma Dal Otakinisa Hayushofkima Damim. Now on that protrusion, that's where they would throw the blood and the blood would fall onto the Yesod, and the Yesod had holes, and the blood would fall throws and go on the ground. Umisham Yodim Liritzpa, Derich Shnikadim. Okay, on the Yesod they had these holes. That's where the blood was uh, sprinkled. Okay? 
Now, Ushinitmalim Malbenze Nimsash Allah Hamesh Mina Yesod. Right? So it rose five from the Yesod. Umaale Shesh Mina Aris. So six from the ground. One of Yesod, five of Soviv. Hazru Vibiu Malbin, they brought another mold, Shiu Khafet al Kafret, which was twenty-eight by twenty-eight. And they placed it on top. That's the third part of the Mizbayah. Um Mashukh Amamikosal, that's an Amma protruding on each side. Vegovok Gimel Amot. Umilu si the kunyav zefit. Nimsa govoho gavoa tesha amot. Okay, it was nine amot from the Round. The U Gaga Mizbayah, that takes you to the roof of the Mizbayah. The Khilisazu shall sof shesh. Now, at the end of the six Amot, I mean the one you saw in the five of Sovev, who has Sovev? That's called the Sovev, that protruding area. What did they do with the Sovev? Sheba Makom Iluch la Koalim, Saviv la Mizbayah. The Koalim would walk around the Mizbayah on that ledge. Kishibail la Ktir. When they would bring the ketoret, ulmatan damim. When they would bring the bloods, da'inu tekamar ala amah bekanes amah zei yesod ala hamesh bekanes amah zei sovev ala shalos zei makom akiranot. That would be the place of the kiran, which means on top of the mizbech, on the corners, they would have the kiranot. There was uh, protruding in amah high on each corner. What the corners? We're not going to see them bekanes amah shelo ayu moshkin akiranot klum lefnim ela hevim malben shu amah al amah merum amah. They would bring another mold. Exactly, amma by an amma, and place it on the corners of the top of the mizbeach. Then the keren, and they put it on the corners. Umilu halke abanim vesivikun, and they filled up the mold, right? And then they fill it up. They would take away the mold, and you had a corner made out of uh, these things. Vezevichin the kol keren mikol makom gova mizbeach anu lemedim mikan. Bottom line, the height to get to the uh, roof of the mizbeach. We learned it was how much shutesha amot. Levad hakiranot, which means besides the kiranot, which protruded another ama, the base of the mizbeach was nine from the yesod, one, five, and three. Now, now we go back to the araba. The e If you place the aravot on the ground, ve'atam sarich latet ba'lachson, that you had to place them on a on an incline, on a slant, right? Because of the protrusions, so it can rest. The head of it can rest on the top of the mizbeach. You're not going to have it resting two amot over the mizbeach because it had to go ama above the mizbeach, then ama drooping down. Why? You have to say it was on the Yesod. If it goes on the Yesod, so therefore it went up eight and a half, let's say. Okay? So maybe it went up 8.9, you could say. Okay? And now you still have an additional two Amma of Arava to go one above it and then one down, down again. But if you're going to say it went on the uh, yes, uh, ground, so by the time it gets up to Mizbeah, it's nine and a half. So nine and a half, you need two more. Ten and a half, eleven and a half, already you're over. Okay? That means one out more. The Gomba Shabbos Bama, the Yesod, the Mala, but the Yatab, the Kriseto, the Sermon, the Matik, Sat, the Gomba Shabbos, the Shabbos, the Lenin, the Sfat Kriseto, the Yesod, the Msagi, Yotam, the Shabbos, Umer Ama, Gihaya, Matam, and Gihaya, Yotam, Amash, Loyu, Nigrarot, Agamus Baya. Okay, that's exactly what she says, that how it worked. Comes the Gemara further. Shamina, proof positive. Amar Rabbi Abhu. Where do we know this from Pesukim that they used to place it on the Yesod of the Mizbeah? Again, we're quoting now a is that it had to droop above the Mizbeah. We're not giving the source we're giving the source that it went tall and reached the top of the Mizbeah. That she says, Now, So the word Avotim over here is referring to trees. Okay? So, Isru Hag Ba'abotim. Circle the Mizbeah. Isru is the circle. Isru Hag. Circle on the holiday. Ba'abotim. With the trees. What trees? Da'aravot. Ad Kadnota Mizbeah. Until the corners of the Mizbeah. 
which means when you're circling, the Aravot would reach the corners of the Mizbayah, which is the top of the Mizbayah. So that's how we know they were tall Aravot that jumped over the Mizbayah. Again, Isru Hag, circle on the Hag, Ba'avotim, with the Aravot. How tall? Adkanot the Mizbayah. Until the corners of the Mizbayah. That's the source. Comes again and continues. Amar of Abu Amar bin Azar. Kol anotel lulav be'agdo. Anybody on the holiday of Sukkot that takes the lulav tied up, like we tie up the lulavim to make it nice, with the hadasim and aravot, ve'hadas ba'avoto. And he takes the hadas that are like a chain. Because uh, we learned that the hadasim, they have the three hadasim you know, coming out of each cup. Right? And it looks like a braid. So somebody that takes the braided hadasim, meaning... He takes a full stick of hadas that's braided from top to bottom. So the Gemara says, korban." <laughs> you get credit as if you built the mizbeach and you brought the korban. Shneimar isru hag. Now isru, as she says over here, in the context means aguda to tie. Leisor to tie. Isru hag, which means when you're tying the lulav together, ba'avotim. Ba'avotim is a reference to the hadas, because Ba'avotim over refers to the braided. The hadasim are braided. Rashi says, Ba'adas shu avot shel gimel badim kili'ah al kanot ha'mizbeah. It's as if you reach the corners of the mizbeah. means as if you built the mizbeah and you brought on it the korban. So basically it's telling you, take a nice lulav with beautiful hadasim, you got credit as if you built the mizbeah and you brought on it korbanot. Amar Rabi Irmiyah. Mishum Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai. Rabbi Yohanan, Mishum Rabbi Shimon ha-Mehuzi, Mishum Rabbi Yohanan ha-Machuti. Kol ha-Oseh isur lehag ba-akhila u-shtiyah ma'alei alav ha-katuv kilu bala mizbayah ve-kriv alav korban. Shreemar isru hag ba-avotim ad-kanot ha-mizbayah. What does this mean? Nashi. Isur lehag Somebody that ties the holiday, that attaches to the holiday, what? Which means he attaches to the holiday eating and drinking. So the Torah says, Isru Hag, if a person is tying to the holiday, Ba'avotim, that she says, Behemot Avot Mushmenot. That's referring to fatty animals. She eats good on the holiday. She shows Borei Olam that all the money that he spent for the preparation of the holiday, it's not, a, it's not a burden on him. He goes and spends now more money on good food, and he sits and eats, he shows Borei Olam that all his expenditures for the holiday is... Uh, he's happily uh, doing it because that's why he's eating and drinking and he doesn't bother him. So it says, Isru Ad, when you attach to the holiday, Ba'avotim, with good food, Adkanov is bayah. It's as if you built the Mizbah and you brought on it, Korbanot. But then she gives an alternate pshat. Ve'yesh omrim, Yom she'le'achar ha'chag. Some refer Isru Hag is the day right after the holiday, right after Sukkot. Why? Because they're telling you, and it's brought down in the books as well, the halakha brings down, that the day after the holiday, you're also supposed to spend eating a little extra and uh, uh, drinking a little extra and bismha. Why? Because you want to show that the holidays were not a burden on you. And if right after the holiday is over, you still have a, a, a little simha. So it was isru hag. That's what they call the holiday after isru hag. One that attaches to the holiday. What do you attach to the holiday? Another day. With fatty meat and good food. So those are the different interpretations of this Pasuk. Amar Hiskiyah. Amar Virmiyah Meshum Rabbi Shimon ben Yohai. Kolam Mitzvot Kulan. En Adam Yotsebahin. Ela Derek Gidilatan. Okay, Rishbi tells us a rule now. When you're fulfilling the mitzvot, for example, the lulav, etc., you're only yotzei kederek yedilatam, where you're holding them right side up. We have you know, the bottom on the bottom and the top on the top. You have to hold them in the proper, the proper way they grow. Shne'emar, we learned this on the Mishkan. Atzei shitim omedim, which means when they add the atzei shitim, the uh, acacia wood, 
that went around the uh, Mishkan is Zomidim. They were standing. They didn't have them uh, ver- uh, horizontal or upside down. Zomidim, in the way that they uh, they normally go out. They stood like this, the bottom on the bottom and the top on the top. So maybe you learn that when you're doing the mitzvah, you have to do it in the proper uh, the proper direction. As she says, Derekedilatam, First, all the mitzvot kegon, Karshia Mishkan, Ta'amudim, Vedula, Vadas, Araba. You can't hold the Hadas upside down, or the Araba upside down. Let me write that up. Now she says, Derekidilatan, Hatahton, Nemata, Valion, Nemala. By, by, it, it, I'm sorry. Hatahton, Nemata, Valion, Nemala. Exactly. Etrog is a, is a question. Exactly. Because she doesn't mention Etrog, they shouldn't discuss how you're supposed to hold the Etrog. Lemasi, we hold it again with the orchids on the bottom and the pitom facing the top. Now, Tanya Nameachem of Ebrayta to support us. Atzish Shittim Omedim. What does it mean Omedim? They stood. She Omedim Derek Edilata. They stood in the normal direction. The bottom on the bottom and the top on the top. Davar Achir Omedim She Ma'amidim Itzipuyan. That they caused their gold plate to stand, which means the Atzish Shittim were plated with gold. But the way they would plate the Atzish Shittim was in a certain way. That without the Atseshi team, the gold would would fall apart. Which means, what was holding the gold, the wood itself? What they would do is they would take gold and they would they wouldn't take a lot of gold and have it stand on its own and then like stick the Atseshi team in it. And therefore, if you took the Atseshi team out, the gold would still stand. No, they would actually plate it. Minimally, it wasn't bigger than the Atzeshi team, and they would nail it into the Atzeshi team. Meaning, if you would take the Atzeshi team away, the place would collapse. So the Atzeshi team Omedim. What is Omedim? That they caused the gold plate to stand. Good? That's the second interpretation. Now we have a third interpretation. Davar Acher Omedim. Davar Acher Omedim. Maybe you're going to think that after the Mishkan was destroyed, so Avad Sivram, right? Their promise that she says was gone, and their hope was also ruined, which means maybe when the Mishkan was destroyed, maybe those team, those cedar woods were destroyed also. says, no, Tamud Omar, Atseshitim Omedim, Sheomdim Le'olam, Ul'ol Me'olamim. They're still around. They didn't destroy the Atseshitim. They're Omedim. They have, uh, they have endurance. They have existence. They're still standing somewhere. They were not destroyed. So those are the three interpretations. Atseshitim Omedim, Kedere Kedilatan. Atishitim Omedim that Shema Amidim it's Puyan the plate and Atishitim Omedim Shema Omedim the Olme Olami Huh? Atishitim were the border the the walls the walls of the Mishkan. This was in the Mishkan, not in the Beit Hamikdash. In the Mishkan, they had the oil moed was surrounded by a wall. How did they make that wall? Atishitim Atishitim plated. Yeah, gold plated. Uh, no, no, they didn't take it. They didn't reuse it. This is in the, in the Mishkan. Ve'amar Hiskiya, Amar Birmiya, Mishum Rabishim on Ben Yochai. We have another statement here of the Rabishim on Ben Yochai. Rabishim on Ben Yochai said, Yechol ani liftor et kol haolam kulo min haddin. Rashbi says, I can exempt the entire world from punishment, from judgment, from the day I was created until now. The Bishma was saying, I myself can exonerate the entire world from judgment. That she says, I'm tolerating all their sins, the way the Gaon, the Rabbi explains this over here, he says, the Bishop of I did not receive any of his zechuyot, reward, in this world at all. And he says, Therefore they had uh, more zechut, so much so 
that they could have exonerated the whole world. That factor in as well, that Abish Shem'on went through a tremendous Yisurin, when he lived in the cave for 13 years, running away from the government, and he was racked with pain, his body was, was physically tormented. So all that sa'ad, Rabbi Shemon was saying, I could exempt the entire world. I'm kapara, so to speak, for the entire world. And then he goes further and says, If my son, Bil'azar, was be with me, I could exonerate not only the world today, I could exonerate from the beginning of the world, from Adam and Ishon, until now I can exonerate them from sin, from punishment. And if we had Yotam bin Uziyahu, that was one of the good Jewish kings, we could exonerate the world from when it was created to the end of the world. Ba'ad, so forth. That as she tells what was special about Yotam, Yotam respected his father, Oziyah. Oziyah became a leper and uh, while he was king. But technically, Yotam took over. However, as long as his father was still alive, Yotam never put on the crown of Malchut. And any time he said a ruling, he always would quote it in the name of his father. So he had a certain amount of anaba. Yotam, out of deference to his father, and uh, Rabbi Rahul also points out that Yotam was one of the people that did not eat from his zikhuyot in this world, and therefore he says, the zikhut of Yotam, and my son, and myself, we can exonerate the world, uh, world history from Dean. Wasn't his son with him in the game? Yes, that's why. Meaning, he just said, I myself... Not if he was with me. I myself could do this much. If, if I put my son with me, I go this far. If I take Yotam with me, Yotam wasn't with me, there was a different generation. Amar Amar Rabbi ben Ra'iti Aliyah. He says, I've seen people of uh, elevation. These are people that have the zikhut to see the Shekhinah. Ra'iti bin Aliyah. There are people that are going to have the zikhut, ta'atid lavo. To sit in front of the Shekhinah. Ve'en mu'atin. But there's very few of them. Im elif, if there's a thousand of them in, ani ubni men. Me and my son are two of them. Im me'ahim, if there's a hundred of these people, ani ubni men. Im shenayim in, if there's two of them, ani ubni in. We are them. So what he's trying to say that these b'nei aliyah that are going to get to see kata Shekhinah, they're uh, far and beyond. So the Gemara says, "Umizu trekudai." Why there's so few of them? Veha Amar Rava, Rava said, "Kame sare alfe Rava dara de kame kuchabirichu." There's a row of eighteen thousand people, and some say eighteen thousand rows in front of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Shne Amar, Saviv Shimonasar Elif. That in front of Borei Olam surrounding with the Kadosh Baruch Hu, the Shekinah is 18,000. That's not a small number. Why is the Bishmon saying uh, it's so few? Says Lakashia. Had the Mistaklev Aspaklariah Meira. Had the Mistaklev Aspaklariah Meira. Aspaklariah Meira means a clear reception without any uh, any fogginess or any cloudiness. Aspaklariah Meira. So what the Bishmon is saying? Yeah, there's a lot of people up there, but they don't get a clear. <coughs> clear vision of the Shekhinah. What I was talking that uh, it's Mu'atim, that's only those that see Baspaklaya Mira. There's no Mehitza. There's no wall separating between them and the Shekhinah. Uh, now that she just points out regarding these 18,000 that they're so close to the Shekhinah that the angels ask these people, Ka'et ya'amar li'yaakov ul'yisrael ma'pa'al el. Which is, they're going to ask these 80,000, what's God doing? The angels themselves are not going to get close uh, like these people uh, uh, are going to. Now, So the Gebrach continues the question. What do you mean? Are these people that are going to see the Shekhinah with Adonai Mehitza? Well, it's it's such a small number. Mm-hmm. That there always is at least 36 Sadiqim, Abaye taught, that what? That are going to see the Shekhinah every day, Shunaymar, Ashre Kol Hoche Lo, Lo Bigmatriya, Kaltin Veshisha. These fortunes, those that are going to anticipate and, uh, to see the Shekhinah. And how many of them? 
At least there's 36 every day that have to be in the world. So therefore you see what? That is, you're saying it's few. It's not few. There's uh, at least 36 of them. So the Gemara says... It's every day, Rabbi. It's every day. So the Gemara says... That's no question. Which means... There are certain Sadiqim that are going to get to be in the close areas, all that, but they can only enter Bebar with permission. What Abi Shimon bin Yohai was talking about, those that can enter the Shekhinah's realm without permission. That's what he's talking about. Now, others learn this Kabbalah differently. Bar can also mean a son, which means what Abi Shimon was saying that you find them, but you don't find father son that reached this level. Below Bar and with Bar. You have to me and my son are, are two of them. That's already uh, a rarity to find the two out of the 36 are uh, a father son uh, 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 connection. Now, it should be noted as well that in this Gemara, they're asking a question to the Bisham on your, when you're high from Abayyeh. The Gemara says, Veha Amar Abayyeh, 36 of the, Abayyeh, Abayyeh lived uh, in the times of the end of the Amuraim, and he have uh, the Bisham on your high, it's from the Tanaim. Haggai has a question from Abayyeh from an Amura to a Tana. So there's a very important Abin Hananel over here. The Abin Hananel says like this, and I quote, which means the same traditions that the Amoraim had in their learning, those are the same traditions that the early Tanaim had. And therefore, when you're asking a question from Abaye, it wasn't Abaye's Hadush. He, he learned the same Hadushim from his rabbis, his rabbis all the way back to the Tanaim. And therefore, Where's Abaye going to get this from? That there's 36 Sadiqim that are looking at us, this had to come from the prophets. And therefore, when it's asking from Abaye, it's proving to us that all the Hachimim had a tradition that dated all the way back uh, to the times of the prophets. That their rabbis gave them over this information. So it's not, it's not from Abaye. <laughs> if you were allowed to ask from Abaye, that shows everybody had these traditions that they dated back from earlier times. Come on, continues. Bish'at petiratan ma'enumrim. And when they left the Mizbeach, what did they used to say? They used to say, according to the Mishnah's version, they would say, Liya ulecha Mizbeach. A praise to you, God, and to the Mizbeach. So the Gemara said, how could you put God and the Mizbeach in the same, uh, in the same breath? The Gemara's question is, You're combining God's name with something else. Anybody that connects something else with God is uprooted from the world. Which means you can only... Uh, serve God. This is the passage where we learn you're not allowed to have shituf hasbush. You cannot serve God with another deity. And God alone. So just like you can't serve, you can't even mention God with a another item. So the Gemara says, "No, hachika amarle, anachnu modim, hachika leya, anachnu modim." To you, God, we give you gratitude and thanks. Ulecha. And to you, Mizbeah, we praise because God chose you as the vehicle as kapara for our sins. So really they separated. And similarly, Some have it, uh, And ulecha to the Mizbeah, We praise. <laughs> now we learned that just like they would do the Mitzvah Arabah during the week, that's the way they would do it on Shabbat. Amar Rav Huna. My Ta'amad Rabbi Yohanan Mibirukha. Rabbi Yohanan Mibirukha learned that they would take uh, these palm branches, Hariyot Dekil, and they would make Hibut, you know, hit them on the side of the Mizbayah. That is a mahluk, and we'll see in the Tosafot, did you do it only on the seventh day, or did you do it on 
all the days? And was this to the exclusion of the mitzvah of Arava? Or was this additional to the mitzvah of Arava? So we start. How does he even know that you have this mitzvah? Dikhtiv kapot. When the Torah says you have to take a lulav, how does the Torah say to take a lulav? Kapot temarim. Kapot is two. Shnayim. Ahat lulav, the hatlam is bayah. So from there he learns the mitzvah of taking a lulav and uh, hitting it on the side of the because it's kapot, gotta take two. Then a banan, amre kapat ketiv. If you remember, it's written without a vav. And therefore they go according to the way it's spelled. And since the way it's spelled is without a vav, so even though you read it kapot, but the rabbis give preference to the way it's spelled, that's him la masoret. And since the masoret is kapat, so therefore you only have to take one lulav. Go to Mahloket? Now, Leblevi Omer ketamar. Leblevi comes along and says that the reason why the Yohanan bin Berukah says you have to take a hariyot shel dekel lulav and bring it around to the Mizbeach, because it's symbolism like a tamar. What is a tamar? Like a, uh, a palm, a date palm tree. Ma tamar ze en lo ela lev ehad, just like a palm tree. Only has one heart, which means you have to get to the center of the tree where the sap comes out of. Which means when you crack open the bombs, no sap comes out of. Only in the center of the tree, the center bark, when you, the trunk exactly, that's where the uh, sap uh, comes out of. That's Levehad. Af Yisrael, en laim ela Levehad, laviem shebasamayim. So too the Jewish people. They like the uh, palm tree. They only have one heart. So he's learning that it's not from Pesukim. He's learning it's more of a symbolism. It's like a logic why you should take a lulav and bring it to the Mizbah. It shows the, the uh, loyalty and the love that Atlai Yisrael has for Kadosh Baruch Hu. Now, based on this, based on this, look at the, look at the Rashi for a second. En lo ela levechad. Ke'en mowach yeshpo. Mowach is like uh, uh, marrow, but in a tree it's not really marrow. It's the sap. Ke'gon be'etza egoz va'gifin. Like in the walnut tree or the vines. Ve'en lo ila be'etza imsa'i. It's only in the center trunk. Ha'zakuf ve'olev v'gadel le'ma'ala ve'lo ba'hariyotav ve'chabadotav. Not on the outer uh, leaves and trees. Now, comes out we have a great mahlokan over here in defining the Yohanan's reason. According to the first logic, uh, it, the opinion of Rav Huna was what? Kapot. Kapot, double uh, language. According to the other rabbi, Rav uh, Levi, it's Ketamar. So Tosfot wants to say that this Mahalokir actually has Nafkaminot. Which means like this. If you're learning Kapot, it's already like a Deen, Deoraita, from the Pisukim. So therefore he wants to say that it'll be a seven day Mitzvah, I can put them in him seven days, and also it's to the exclusion of Aravot. It's instead of Aravot. Whereas if you're learning from Tamar, which is a Sivara, so it says a Sivara is not going to undo the Alakam Sinai, he's just trying to say that. No, you did this besides the Arava, and you did it on the seventh day. That's what he wants to make the Nafkamina between the two answers. Let's read that in the Tosafot. Baram Tosafot. Doesn't make sense to say that Yohanan is only arguing that you did this on the seventh day. He says he argued all the days. What the sabar that he holds that you brought this hariot shel dekel all seven velo arava. What do you learn from the word Arbe Nahal? Two Arabot. One Araba for the Lulav, and one Araba for the Uzbah. Now that, that Araba was seven days. So just like the ones that learn Araba, it's a seven day item. So it was both saying, so too Rabbi Yohanan that learned it's a Lulav item, Hariyot, it's also a seven day. Da'inu Kozayin. Vechena Baran Tadafkala Me'alaka. Da'inu Kozayin. Rabbi Yohanan Me'alukat Da'inishlu Arbe Kish'ar Tana'e Lulav Gazul. Now, uh, obviously, Rabbi Yohanan is not going to learn Arabe to teach me two different Arabot. <coughs> because 
Abashulant Arbe is one Araba for the Lulav and one Araba for the Mizbeah. Well, if Rabbi Allah doesn't subscribe to the Mizbah Araba, he has to learn Arbe to teach me something else. To teach me that in the Lulav, maybe you take two Aravot for the Lulav itself. The Alakhalit, and you have to see also does not hold of the Alakhalam Hashem Sinai of the Mizbah Araba. The Adikani Matnita Veotu Hayom. But the Mishnah said on that day they would take. Hariyot Shadikas, Master only the seventh day, Lavdafka, Yom Echad, Slavdafka, Yotoyim, Huadin, the seven days. Umihu, Rav Levi, the Mefarish, Tamad, Yohanan, the Merukat, Ketamar. But according to Rav Levi that learns, the source of Rav Yohanan is from the analogy to the Tamar. Velobikradish, Ela Sevarash, you see, Man Yafet, just a nice symbolism, the Kilusanche Israel, Shelem, Ela Levi, Alavim, Shmas Shamaim, Ifshar, it's possible that they only did it one day. And still, whether it was one or seven, the Arabah was still done. So that's what one wants to learn the Nafkamira between the two answers. Either, according to the opinion of Kapotemarim, it was done all seven days to the exclusion of Arabah. However, if you're learning the uh, Sevarav uh, Tamar, it was done one day, but you also had the Arabah for the seven days. Baruch Amen.